0: Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Happiness Learned. I um ended up getting sick and <laughs> so, um lost my voice, so I I wasn't able to do last week, but um but I'm back. So this week, the topic that I wanted to cover, uh, I'm going to be doing um, interviews, by the way, and free sessions for people that are recorded, um so other people can learn from them and benefit. But today, what I wanted to talk about was the topic of disappointment. So the holidays are an interesting time. Um, And by the way, you know, if you think about it, who came up with these dates? Um, In certain cultures, the New Year starts in spring, other people, other cultures starts in September. I mean, it's all over the place. So Part of this I want you to just remember is some of this stuff has been created, fabricated throughout time, like this idea about Santa Claus and that we all need to be, you know, using green and red, wherever this came from, <laughs> um it came from somewhere. So just try to keep that in mind, that because it came from somewhere and It's not inherently true. It's fabricated and we all sort of agreed as a collective that we're going to celebrate these things to, you know, whichever things in the holidays you celebrate, you can also have more power than maybe you realize for how you want to celebrate, if you want to celebrate, um, and yeah, making it a positive experience for you and those that you love. So that being said, there tends to be a fair amount of, I would say, disappointment and being kind of let down during the holidays. Why is that? Well, as a
1: general rule, we can get expectations. So I see this with people that are getting married or having babies or
0: buying a house or whatever, you know, thing they're excited about which is fantastic. They're getting a new job. But the reality is in the end and this is not a fatalistic comment, I swear to you. In the end nothing works. <laughs> Meaning in the end none of the things that we hold on to, we grab onto outside of ourselves are going to be it are going to be fulfilling. It's just not the case. The best way it's to start from inside of yourself first, cultivating the feelings that you're wanting, the fulfillment, and things that reflect that will start coming into your life. Um, okay, so that being said, I wanted to share just some small examples from my own life, my own childhood, about the holidays, and just some little things that I found for me Um had an impact and led me to this realization where I don't really get disappointed during the holidays anymore because I don't want to say it's because I have no expectations. It's because my ideas of it are different. I go into it with a different mindset, not the mindset of whatever culture is sort of trying to program me to have or religion or any group or anything. I go into it thinking, okay, what is most authentic for me? What is my most authentic holiday? And I find that I'm way less disappointed when I, when I go about doing this this way. Um, doesn't mean there isn't discomfort. But I also think that the holidays can be a time where we can also give of ourselves um, and give our own compassion and love. And there's something I've generally seen is a lot of people don't seem to have very much love in
1: them to give. And what do I mean by that? Well, if we're thinking that it's like Valentine's day or other certain holidays, if we go into it with this expectation that it's
0: going to be this magical, amazing experience, and we're getting all this love and kindness and gifts and, you know, different issues will be worked out. Well, we could be setting ourselves up on accident for pain. that's not to say you shouldn't have hopes and dreams and wishes and all of that. That's not what I mean at all. It's more just you can be setting yourself up when you have unrealistic expectations. So I would say two things. Authentic celebration for you and figuring out what that means. And then realistic expectations and how those two things can coincide together. Those would be two big things that I've learned that have made a big difference and the people that I see that don't do this suffer greatly um so and this is not just the holidays this is any life experience I've seen this with friends and family that have had weddings I've seen this with friends and family that have had babies um bought houses lost weight and thought the world was gonna change because I got into shape um got a certain type of education, got a certain job. I mean, you name it. Whatever's on the outside that you think you you build up in your mind. It's not that you shouldn't have hopes and dreams. It's just if you get too attached to those preferences, you, you will set yourself up for pain. And so we have a lot more control over this letdown,
1: disappointment thing than you might realize. So I'm going to give a couple of examples to support this. So, when I was growing up, I was like
0: miss Christmas. I loved Christmas. It was not just Christmas for me. It was like a month-long celebration. It was it was an overtop magical experience. Um I remember when I was like I'm I'm the oldest of three kids and um I have two younger brothers. And when I was like seven or eight years old, um, I, or even six years old, I just made such a big deal about it. We would have this Christmas tree and I would just lay by that Christmas tree for days, weeks before Christmas. And I would listen to Christmas music and I would be in Christmas clothes. And, um, and I, I even felt like I had a special relationship with Santa Claus, which by the way, was completely in my head. But it really felt real to me. Um, and some examples that proved to me this real special relationship was I had these special miniature ceramic red Santa boots. They're like tiny little ones. Um, kind of like a, a big ornament. And I put these little Santa boots above the fireplace along with love notes, gratitude notes, um, appreciation notes, um, and toys. Um, like I gave Santa, which Santa. Santa. My favorite Barbie sticker book, which I never got back, <laughs> and some other toy. Like I just was like, oh, I was very worried because I felt like nobody was helping Santa. Someone needed to give him stuff too. I would give him cookies. I mean, I just I took it very seriously. Um so because I was thinking other kids weren't, you know, appreciating him as much as as he needed to be appreciated because he worked so hard that one night. And I would wait by the Christmas tree with my blankets and pillows, like I said, for days before Christmas, with Christmas music going, and I would just imagine, anticipation, the magic of him coming down the chimney and fireplace, and in my mind, there was magical Santa dust <laughs> uh, that would be everywhere, and it would just be like the house was filled with magic one day a year. Um, and I used to try to stay up all night, and even make my brothers stay up um, next to the tree in excited anticipation waiting for him I was I was really ready to to find it I was so much in anticipation of him that even when I would stay up late even if my parents came out with gifts I didn't make the connection it was Santa I thought it was them and then Santa was coming later so I never made it
1: and I never was able to stay up all night despite my best efforts And for me, that was the reason why I didn't see Santa was because I failed to make it
0: all night long. So usually I'd fall asleep around 11 and then I'd, you know, wake back up about 3 a.m. and be by the tree. And I'd always be by the tree after he had arrived. (laughs) I always missed him. So Christmas Eve was a night of magic and wonder. And it was the one day a year that i knew in all my heart there was a connection to magic and incredible things outside of the pain and challenges that i saw on a regular basis and the things that were painful for me i was a really sensitive kid and i i still do but i felt like everyone's feelings all the time even though i didn't really understand it i just i just was very affected by everything um my dad would work like 100 hour weeks and he was home he was exhausted or or grumpy, and um, my mom had very severe chronic depression and would just be in her room a lot of times, or she just she it was largely debilitating, she really struggled, and um, I was sort of left in charge of taking care of my brothers a lot of the time since maybe age five or six years old, and I would help with making food um. I cook at the stove, I babysit, Um, I helped with behavioral and violence issues, I would even change diapers, help with homework, I taught my one brother to read. So my mom used to say since I was five, she felt like I was a mature, like a miniature adult, like I was mature and and didn't really need her. And my dad, um, I felt like when I was a kid, he kind of treated me like I was sort of a a mini him. I don't think he knew, knew really how to handle a female child um so with santa claus <laughs> coming back to that um i didn't feel alone i felt like there was magic in the world and i knew there was someone incredible who came and loved me and took care of all the kids in the world and and i would pray every night for all the kids in the world to be happy and have presents and um it was just the most magical thing so you can probably guess where this is going with how excited I was about Christmas (laughs) so as high as I got about Christmas is how low it got um and over time what was my greatest joy this holiday's become I I, I gotta tell you my greatest pain um and this is bizarre that it was went from that to this I'll, I'll try not to cry but um you know now I associate with Christmas with the death of a cousin of mine from an overdose and um, the near death of of my brother from an overdose and um, a lot of hardship and pain and, and just, uh, I associate now with a lot of pain, Um, which is amazing how it switched, how it changed. And um, eventually I learned or figured out about Santa and, um, and it just sort of shifted everything <clears throat> and it, Christmas became more kind of going through the most motion, motions, and people acting a certain way, but it wasn't authentic. It wasn't authentically who they were, um, going through a lot of, you know, checking the boxes of what you're supposed to do for the holidays, um, and you know, and as I got older i, I started to see the self absorption of my brothers' um the exhaustion or absence or depression of of family members um people's different issues, and the weird gifts they'd get like clothes that were too big and didn't fit me or um socks and sweatpants or food i was allergic to and they knew i was allergic to so um yeah it it turned into something like a letdown It went from the the greatest joy and excitement to probably the greatest letdown which might sound silly but the reason i'm sharing this is I learned great things and I've shifted that and transformed that energy of letdown into something now that has carried me, carries me every day. Um, And so I'm very thankful for that. So there's been many greater tragedies, tragedies in my life and others' lives than, um, you know, some of the letdowns about, about Christmas, but, I learned about how to generate the energy of magic, gratefulness, appreciation, joy, happiness within myself, because I realized something. Um, And I also want to mention I had this other, I had a doll too named Kristen that was with me on these Christmases. And I thought she was magical too, (laughs) but she ended up, getting destroyed by one of my brothers but I figured out that the connection I had to Christmas and the connection I had to this doll and and just all these ideas about magical things it all came from me I was the source of that magic I was the source of that excitement and I would spread it around to everyone. I get my brother so excited and everyone else so excited. It was coming from me. You know, much like what I've also learned about other aspects of life. Um the thing that you are wanting to experience, if you can generate that yourself, it's it's coming from you. You are the creator of it. And so it's a life skill that I'm actually able to integrate now. So how do I apply this nowadays? So, okay. Um, I'll give you another example. Um, Thanksgiving. It's actually my favorite holiday. I love Thanksgiving. I, I love it mostly because I feel for me, what I've created it into is a day of four days of solid resting, um, time with my loved ones, wonderful food, and just trying to bathe in the energy of appreciation and gratefulness and
1: rest for four days. I found gratitude and appreciation to
0: be One of the most transformative and powerful energies for manifestation, for attracting what you want, for creating a life that you want, for the blocks and the painful things to fall away. And so it's the other reason why I really love Thanksgiving. And yes, there's a whole history to Thanksgiving and not, you know, setting that history aside, I've turned Thanksgiving into um, a celebration of appreciation for four days. And that doesn't mean... Forcing yourself to be happy about things you're not happy about, for me, appreciation is that energy, that experience, and harnessing it and focusing in on it. So, for example, if I look at clouds and I just feel appreciation and they're so beautiful, I just focus on that emotion um, and try to feel that feeling as much as possible. Um, So, how do you handle that when you get let down? (laughs) Well, I will... Share another little story. Um, I remember one of my biggest letdown Thanks Thanksgivings was um uh, so I have a lot of food allergies. Um, I've always been sensitive to foods and glutens and stuff like that. Um, I can't have milk or gluten, lemon, or walnuts. Um, it creates anaphylaxis uh in me, breathing problems, celiac. So um for me a lot, I used to have a
1: lot of health issues and we figured out the majority of them are all diet related. So I'm doing like so much better now that I've changed my diet, but the
0: people that are close to me, well, you don't have to even be that close to me. You just go to dinner with me or lunch or something and you'll see it. But the people that spend time with me, they know I have these problems. Um, And the real problem is I've almost died like multiple times from anaphylaxis from reactions to food. So you can guess where I'm going with this. So I had, I remember one Thanksgiving in particular. The food was made by people that knew for sure about my problems, my health problems. And yet, um, what was made was walnut brownies that had milk um, gluten and walnuts, mashed potatoes with cream, vegetables with cheese, bread with gluten, (laughs) ice cream made from cow's milk and pies that were made from milk, wheat and lemon. Like I couldn't eat anything. It was almost like it was planned to be food I couldn't eat. (laughs) So, you know, talk about slap in the face and these family members, they all knew me. They knew the situation uh it almost felt like it was intentional. And I remember thinking, man, I wonder if the person that made this food like hates me or something. So because I couldn't eat any of it. And they didn't even apologize. they <laughs> didn't even care. <laughs> so talk about a letdown I mean, this is like my favorite holiday and the food was made so I couldn't eat it. <clears throat> so when I confronted them about it, they acted like they completely forgot and had no idea about my allergies. By the way, this person definitely knew about my allergies. So was it hurtful? Yes. I really felt like this person hated me and used Thanksgiving as like a weapon <laughs> to kind of upset me. Was it confusing? It made me feel like the person in charge of um, of the food wanted me to die from anaphylaxis or at least get very sick? Kind of. It kind of made me think this person wanted me to get sick. It was so weird. Um, so, yes. You could say it basically ruined the holiday. I was very hurt. Not just about the food, but just... It was like this attack. Like, I felt like this person was telling you without telling you that they hated me. They wanted me to have an anaphylactic reaction. So... I just had to acknowledge what it was. I stayed calm. I tried to be detached. And so I decided to go ahead and make my own potatoes from scratch um, with no cream. I just made it with like olive oil. And um, there was some meat that I could eat. I, I try not to eat too much meat, but um, there was meat I could eat that didn't have any sauce on it. That was a problem. And there was some dark chocolate I found that I could eat because I couldn't have the dessert. So was it perfect? Not really, but I was flexible and I des- decided to focus on how much I liked the food I did have and being thankful for myself that I take care of myself. Um, another Thanksgiving that was interesting, and actually I have to say it was my best Thanksgiving that I can remember. I still look back and be like, oh, I love that Thanksgiving and I just filled with appreciation and joy. Um i was i had a one bedroom apartment and a little dog, and I had invited um i think it was like three or four
1: family members over and they were gonna be traveling in um and i I got you know all the food ready,
0: kinda like the night before um you know I was ready to cook and then the day of um I remember one or two people were stuck at the airport, their their flight got messed up, like they couldn't arrive, and then the other people were sick and they couldn't drive, and so it was just, ended up being me by myself. It was the best Thanksgiving ever. All I did, I had like three, I remember I had like three or four platefuls of all the Thanksgiving food I made. I hung out with my dog. I binge watched like tons of nice movies. I just rested and I just felt this sense of appreciation and joy. Um, And I I did actually want them to come visit. It's not like I didn't want them to visit. I wanted them to. But I, I took it and I turned it into something different and new. I let go of the attachment of what I thought it would be. And it was perfect. It was like my best Thanksgiving. So my point is. The holidays can be wonderful. And now I'd say they mostly are uh, because I've learned from past experiences how to navigate things. That being said, I have some challenges of my own coming up this holiday season, but I know what I'm getting into most of the mostly going into it. And I honor that I choose certain things. You can choose to see certain people or not. And then even when you're around certain people, you can choose kind of a a plan ahead of time of how to handle it. You know, if they say mean things, do unkind things, make you food that could kill you. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Have, you know, backup plans. You can bring books. You can bring little things to work on. Talk to friends, exercise. Try to pre-plan it. But I will say that if we expect people to be other than who they are, we get hurt. And that's why I think the disappointments happen is um, we might expect for some reason that on this one day or these certain
1: days, people are going to be different. But people are people. But we can be different. And we can decide to generate within ourselves what we need.
0: And expect less. Not in sort of a sad way, but in a in a way that we will get our needs met. So I already know, going into these Christmas holidays, you know, God forbid, once again, a bunch of food is made and I can't eat anything, I'll order Chinese steak out. It'll be fine. I don't expect... Something else. I, I expect for me to take care of me. You know, if I don't get any good gifts except some socks and sweatpants. That's okay. I'll be appreciative of that and I'll get myself something that I like. That's nice. It's the best thing you can do is to stay in the highest vibrational state you can. Um what I've learned is the best way for me to stay in a high vibrational state when I'm in challenging situations is to not expect a lot from others. And then also to give love. So I can of course ask for things, hope for things, but by me unconditionally loving others that makes me feel better. And I find that it helps navigate any sort of situation. So unconditionally loving, maintaining detachment, not expecting too much, but then also making sure that I do nice things for myself. Like, for example, um, I like to get my nails done sometimes, so I'm going to make sure that I do that. Um, I like gluten-free chocolate chip cookies, so I'm going to make sure that I, I go and make those. So, you know, as one of my family members used to say, don't go to the hardware store looking for apples. And what was meant by that was if you're going to certain people for gifts, love, kindness, acceptance, whatever, and they don't give it to you, it may be that they don't even have it in them to give. Um, it's like being emotionally bankrupt. It might be that you have more inside of you. Um So even though it is the season of joy and the season of giving, remember to also give back to yourself and to try to come in with as much as possible an energy of appreciation and unconditional love and detachment. And I promise you, you will bring into your life positive things. You will manifest a better holiday season. Um, And a lot of people, they need love and energy. And so if you are able to give it, then that energy will flow through you to others, and you will be also experiencing it, and it will eventually come back to you, I promise. If you can be a generator of love, kindness, compassion, compassion and detachment yourself, both you and others will be uplifted no matter what is happening during this holiday season. Okay, so, so much love to you and wishing you all, from me, happy wonderful holidays filled with a lot of unconditional love, appreciation, and magic for feeling like there's going to be new beginnings and new possibilities this coming year. Okay, and I look forward to sharing with you um, the next show soon. Bye.